You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, we are talking about idleness, not I-D-O-L-N-E-S-S, I-D-L-E-N-E-S-S, or laziness, or doing nothing. The passage is 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 15. Evidently, this was something that had uh, been going on within some members of the church at Thessalonica. There were some people in the church who were not working like they should or working as hard as they should. And this is a big problem for Paul because Christians work hard. Christians exert themselves with the faculties that God has given them. So let's read the passage. And at the end, I want to provide eight lessons from this passage, eight lessons for the idle person. So 2 Thessalonians 3, 6 through 15. Now we command you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness and not in accord with the tradition that you received from us. For you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us, because we were not idle when we were with you, nor did we eat anyone's bread without paying for it. But with toil and labor we worked night and day that we might not be a burden to any of you. It was not because we do not have the right, but to give you in ourselves an example to imitate. For even when we were with you, we would give you this command, If anyone's not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. As for you, brothers, do not grow weary in doing good. If anyone does not obey what we say in this letter, take note of that person and have nothing to do with him, that he may be ashamed. Do not regard him as an enemy, but warn him as a brother. Again, there's strong language here for the person who's idle. And actually, the person who's idle isn't actually the main recipient of this exhortation from Paul. He's really talking to the church about how to treat the person who is idle. So the church is to communicate something to this person who is not working, lazy, idle, whatever term you want to use. And so I want to highlight from this passage eight lessons for the idle person. First, brothers and sisters should stay away from you. We see that in verse 6. Now we command you brothers, people in the church at Thessalonica, now we command you brothers in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We, we can say this in accord with Jesus Christ that you keep away from any brother who is walking in idleness. I wonder if you're a person who can work but doesn't, who is maybe lazy in schoolwork, who is not working as hard as he could or she could. If you are this idle person, spending way too much time in worthless pursuits, if you are this idle person, think about this. The Lord commands that people in your community of faith, your church, Christians around you, should not be keeping fellowship with you. They shouldn't be with you and being negatively influenced by you. That doesn't make a person feel too great. But this is the exhortation from Scripture in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So let that be a wake-up call from the Holy Spirit himself. Number two, imitate hard workers. Paul says this in verse 7, for you yourselves know how you ought to imitate us 
but because we were not idle when we were with you. I would encourage everybody to find someone who is in your similar situation in life, who is a hard worker for the Lord, and imitate them. If you're a husband, find a husband that's mature in Christ, that works hard at his job and for his family and his church, and imitate him. Emulate the characteristics you see in him. If you're a mom or wife, find a wife for a mom who works hard, doesn't complain, and who, in that sense, uses all she can for the glory of God. And imitate her. Ask her questions about her routine, why she does this, how she keeps going in difficult times. Imitate people who are the opposite of idle, who are productive and serve the Lord and work hard for the glory of the Lord. So first, know this. If you're an idle person or tempted to idleness, brothers and sisters should stay away from you if you are idle. Secondly, imitate hard workers. Number three, don't be a burden on others. Paul writes about the fact that they could have enjoyed the free food they got from people in the church of Thessalonica when they were staying with them previously, but they determined not to take this from people, but to work for it. Now, this is not saying if someone from church invites you over tomorrow night that when you go over and they give you the gift of a free dinner that you need to pay them. It's not saying that. Paul was with them for evidently a significant period of time, and he said, because I'm going to be basically be living among you, I'm not going to take from you. I'm going to work for it. And so Paul is, is showing that he doesn't want to be a burden on other people. Today, people who are able to work and do not can somehow get around uh, the system, and even in, in America or other countries that provide um, welfare, they can get around the system and take from people who are basically working for it when they are actually able to work. Now, there are aspects about um, money and government uh, that that do actually help people appropriately, and there are reasons to protect and help those who are too sick to work uh, too old to work and things like that. But those are intended to be a source of help, not something that should be abused. And so Christians of all people should not ever abuse any of those systems that seek to help people who are actually truly not able to work. So we want to make sure that we're not being a burden on other people. That's number three. Number four, if you are idle, if you are lazy, if you are not productive for the Lord, you do not deserve to eat. That's what it says in verse 10. You do not deserve to eat. Now, you, you may be idle and unproductive and have every meal taken care of because a mom and dad continues to feed you or because uh, the state continues to feed you or because you, you use other people's money to be fed. Just because you can eat doesn't mean that you should be eating. Strong language in this passage from the Lord. Number five, you will busy yourselves with sin if you do not work. If you are not working, you will work at something. If you are not working hard at a job, you will work hard at something. You will busy yourself with sin. Oftentimes people who fail to work hard are people who get caught up in things like pornography and gossip and idle talk and unfruitful talk and lewd talk, all sorts of things like that. Un unstructured time, un um, let me create a verb here, unaimed at time, <laughs> time that's not being used for anything in particular leads to sin. 
one of the most dangerous things is an idle person, an idle person. There's all kinds of time to be given for sin. And if you're not working hard for the glory of God, it probably shows that your heart isn't living for his glory. And so when it comes to your free time or whatever you call it, your heart is, because that's the heart pattern, your heart is going to continue to engage in sin. It's not like someone who um, is able to work but just chooses not to is going to go and do all sorts of wonderful things for the kingdom of God. No, if they're not using their time to work for his glory, they're not going to use their recreation time to recreate themselves for his glory or enjoy that time for his glory. Sin will be true in both circumstances. You will work at something, and it will probably be sin. Number six, do your work quietly. Aim to do your work quietly. He says, Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. You know, I think in especially in civilized societies and wealthy societies, there can be this attitude that everyone needs to do this job that makes them famous or makes them a CEO or uh, makes them um, known in the community. And there's this idea that all these kids grow up and think, I've got to do something that makes me famous or well-known or um, changes the whole entire world, when really the Bible would teach, if you simply go to work every day, Monday through Friday, 40 hours, five days a week. If you simply work hard, keep your head down, and do a good job, the Lord is pleased with that. He doesn't need you to change the world in that sense. He doesn't need you to be famous. He doesn't need you to be a CEO. The Lord is pleased when you take the faculties he's given you and you work hard. Number seven, for the person who is idle and not working as hard as they should be, you should be ashamed. This is what the text says. You should be ashamed. Take note of that person and have nothing to do with them so that he may be ashamed. Again, this is strong language, but this is what the Lord says. If you're not being productive, there should be a shame there. You've got one life to live. You say that Jesus Christ bought you with his blood and that you love him. Then work for him. Use your mouth, your eyes, your ears, your hands, your feet, Use yourself for the glory of God. Number eight, this is to be a warning. So I would say this to the to the idle person based on the last verse in this passage. This is to be a warning to you as a brother. This isn't us saying that you're an enemy of the gospel or you're an enemy of Christians. You are obviously not saved. This is not saying that. It could mean that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Let this just be a warning to you as a brother or sister that you're doing something with your time that is not profitable. You're not using what the Lord has given you. So it doesn't mean that you're not saved, but you should see this as a warning. Now, again, these are sober words. These are strong words. But this was true at the the church in Thessalonica. There were some there who weren't working when they could. If this is true of anybody listening to this podcast, heed these warnings as a gift from the Lord so that you can change and work to serve him with the one life that he's given you. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.